School Days, Copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018, March 10th, 2016. Jason, I would understand if you wanted to stay home from school today. We all looked up in surprise. Dad was the last person you would have expected to say these words. Nah, that's okay, I said. Like ripping off a band-aid. The longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. Dad seemed satisfied. I would have felt pretty stupid staying at home anyway, what with Miss Hemingway reworking lesson plans and scheduling Skype sessions with our class from her hospital bed. Today is Wednesday. The standoff had taken place on Friday. School had been closed for repairs. The construction crew had worked through the weekend, Monday and Tuesday. Monroe High was finally open for business again. It was a crazy day. The entire side of the building where Alex, Tiana and I had been trapped was completely barricaded off with signs of danger, no entry, and here there be pirates, also known as skull and crossbones, that no one, not even the most defiant, also known as me, dared flout. This left us short of classrooms. The gymnasium had been commandeered for the senior classes. The parking lot was full of portable classrooms. Since we're still in the middle of winter, the custodial staff were continually salting the lot. I guess the last thing the school board needed was someone to slip, fall, and sue. We had an assembly. The principal commended the student body on following procedure and staying cool in a crisis. He didn't mention us by name, but he didn't have to. Everyone knew it was Alex, Tiana, and I who had been trapped in the school. The news had spread like wildfire. Dashiell actually hugged me when he saw me in the parking lot. I didn't think he'd get so emotional. The administration's main concern is getting all four grade levels to finish out the course curriculum by end of semester so that we can qualify for regents. Although we only missed two days, the building has essentially been cut in half. We shared desks and classrooms today, but it isn't going to be a sustainable solution for the rest of the year. One option is for grade levels to attend on alternate days, except for the seniors who need to graduate and go to college. But this would put the rest of us hopelessly behind. There was talk of extending the school day, since all extracurricular activities are cancelled for the rest of the year anyway. This would have really bugged me had I been a functional member of the debate team, but I missed so many practices due to being grounded that I'd pretty much given up on it until next year anyway. Some businesses have offered to open up their conference rooms for us, but this involves a whole bunch of legalese and paperwork. The administrative overhead far outweighs the potential benefits. It did lead to the idea of crowdfunding, however. If we can raise enough money to have the construction crew work overtime, the building can be fully usable by the end of the month. So we're going to try with a social media campaign. The staff came up with the following arrangement in the meantime so that every student receives regular classroom instruction. Freshmen have all our classes in the big theater in the community center. The only teacher who can't be there in person is Miss Hemingway. So for science class, we're going to have a projector and she's going to teach us through Skype until she gets out of the hospital. Sophomores and juniors have their classes on alternate days at Monroe and at nearby schools on the days when they're not at Monroe. It's going to get really confusing for them. I sure hope the crowdsourcing works. I'm also glad I'm not in this group because I don't know whether Dean Ward would even allow me back on Westmore school grounds, even as part of a temporary cohort. Seniors are at Monroe full-time. It makes sense since they have to go to college in the fall. The only part of the school that hadn't been commandeered for classes was the cafeteria, because no matter who had or didn't have class, everyone needed to eat. 
It felt fuller than usual today, perhaps because of all the voluble anxiety. Alex came over to where Dashiell and I were sitting. I was a little surprised when Dashiell gave him a hug too, but it turns out they've known each other since kindergarten. I'm glad you're okay, man, Dashiell said. Thanks, Alex said. He turned to me and we sort of grinned at each other before exchanging one of those half high fives, half body slams. Well, I guess you don't go through something like that and emerge as total strangers. Alex made himself comfortable at our table. My gaze traveled over to where Tiana was holding a captive audience court with her retelling of the standoff, but not in a way that you could hate her for it. It was just how she was coming to terms with the whole thing. She was an external processor just like Allison. I turned back to our table to find Alex looking embarrassed. I know she's acting a little nutty, he began. Nah, she's not, I said, helping myself to a french fry. I mean, I know it looks like she's taking advantage of the situation to be, I don't know, popular or something. No, she's not, I said again. It got pretty hairy for a while back there. She's just, you know, coping. Alex seemed unusually touched that I would say something nice about his sister. And then we found out that Jason didn't have his cell phone. Tiana exclaimed in a bubbly voice to gasps of shock and dismay. I rolled my eyes and tuned her out. Here come the Prendergasts, Alex laughed apologetically. So, did you find it? Find what? I was fixated on lunch. You know, your cell phone. Oh, I glanced at Dashiell. He was the only one who knew the truth. Yeah. My mom was on me to remember mine this morning, Alex grumbled. Mine too, Dashiell said quietly. She didn't really want us to come at all, Alex continued. I think it was the first time we convinced her to let us go to school. Tiana was kind of hesitant too. Yeah, I know. Allison hadn't said anything, but she had been all stressed out. Mom was talking about homeschooling, Alex went on, but Dad says she'll forget about it in a week or so. Good deal, I said, chewing my sandwich. Here, Alex whipped out his smartphone. Now that you have your phone back, let's swap digits. I looked at Dashiell. This was really awkward. I couldn't be rude. So I somewhat reluctantly pulled out my ancient gadget. Alex's eyes widened when he saw it, and he was about to exclaim loudly when Dashiell commanded, Be cool, man. It's a long story, I said in a low voice. What happened? Alex was athirst for intel. You used to have a normal phone, right? Yeah. I refrained from observing that this phone was once considered normal, and prior to that, cutting edge. Circle of life. So how come... Fight with the old man. I'm not as much of a talker as Tiana. Alex had the sense not to probe. No wonder he was so freaked out, he said. What are you talking about? I asked. At the hospital, when you were talking with Miss Hemingway, he was telling Dad how he couldn't believe that you had been going to Monroe for almost a year, and yet he still didn't have another parent's number. Said he didn't understand how he could have been so remiss. That was how come they exchanged digits. Oh, I said. He was also asking Dad about joining the PTA. Alex snorted. I don't think Dad has ever attended a PTA meeting in his life. The PTA? My father? I stared at my cell phone, forgetting all about getting Alex's number. Dad does not have some Joe Schmo 9-to-5 job. He works for the Department of Defense. He was going to run himself ragged. I hesitated only a moment before opening up messages and texting madly. Hey, take it easy there, bleeding thumbs, Murphy, Dashiell said, but I didn't heed him. 
This is what happens when you go off the grid, he informed Alex. I finished my text and sent it off without reviewing it. It read, Dad, how are you going to go to work and be on the PTA at both Allison's and my school's? His reply arrived within seconds. Don't worry about it, I'll figure it out. You just take care of yourself and have a good day at school. I stared at the message, perplexed. Was this my father? The phone vibrated in my hands and a yellow envelope icon superimposed itself over Dad's text. When I opened and read the new message, I laughed out loud. Also, you can talk and text for emergencies only. Well, that was more like it. I stowed the phone at the bottom of my backpack and pulled out my school agenda. It still had a phone directory at the back, although no one I knew had ever filled it in. All right, Miller, I said, brandishing a pen. Shoot. Next week on Meet the McCords. I'm going to give you a minute to think about what you just said. Can't you call a truce or something? My two favorite guys continually at each other's throats. God, Mom, are you trying to kill him? This isn't some diplomat we're trying to win over. Tune in Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central for Episode 15, Ways and Means.